Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Raziel and today I get to speak with Amanda McGrew. She's the founder of the Playoff Dating App, an app specifically designed for athletes to find athletes that want to go on dates. How nice is that? So I got to talk to Amanda about her story, what really, you know, playing basketball, being in uh, being a basketball coach at an elementary and a high school and, and why and how she had the idea to come up with this um, this application, I think is really cool. We really get to dive deep into what she's doing, how she's doing it, and how she's getting the word out there to the masses. So any athletes out there, show notes, check out the app, see if it's worth it. I think it'll be kind of fun. Can't hurt, right? Can't hurt to try it. So thank you so much to Amanda, and I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. No more waiting. Amanda, it's your lucky day. Today I am with Amanda McGrew, founder of the Playoff Dating App, also a PE teacher and basketball coach. So we appreciate you shaping our youth. I thank you for that. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad to do it. I love yes. it. We need, we need more great people like you. Teachers don't get paid <laughs> enough. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's my little plug there. But um, <laughs> Amanda, thank you so much for joining me. As I said, founder of the Playoff Dating App. So this is going to be a really interesting conversation. Um, probably haven't had one quite like this yet, which makes it a little bit more fun. Um, but the first question I got to ask is, Amanda, why do you love sports? I love sports because I think sports is a microcosm for, of life. I think it is, you know, it, it defines so much about what I do. It helped me, you know, growing up. It, it helped me become a team player. It helped me become a leader. It helped me figure out how to take direction. It helped me, you know, find my strengths and my weaknesses and improve my strengths and work on my weaknesses and all the things that I want to do in life and be good at in life. Sports was kind of a microcosm for that and kind of helped me figure out, navigate my way a little bit. I love, I just, I can't rave about sports enough. <laughs> you and me both, believe me. And that's why I started to do this. I thought it'd be a fun little project. And so far, so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you, you make a lot of great points. I mean, the fact that you, you learn so much and then you learn to learn more, right? Like you right. learn to learn. I think learning to learn is an extremely, yeah, it's a huge, huge thing that not a lot of people, you know, especially, right. you know, you can go through school and you're, you don't really learn to learn. You're, you, you're taught to memorize, right? right you're you're right. taught to say, repetition. yeah, repetition, right. sit down, make sure you're, you know, stay in the box that they say. Um, but when Absolutely. it comes to sports, you get the opportunity to get out of that box and right. figure yourself out, especially at a young age, have some fun, go out there, kick a soccer ball around, throw a basketball into a hoop, do some of these weird, crazy things. Um, and yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way of putting it. So yeah. you grew up playing a lot of basketball, played in college as well, but I mean, what, what was it about basketball? I know you're a little taller than me, if I'm not mistaken, but I'm super short, so I can't really say that that says too much, but <laughs> just kind of curious. Yeah. Well, I will say, I, would, I always make the point that when I was like a junior in high school, my 16-year-old uh, driver's license says 5'5", five, five, 100 pounds. So I was not like, All I was right. not tall my whole life. Um, that summer between junior and senior year is when I grew from 5'5", five, five to around 5'10", five, 5'11". So that was, thank God for small miracles. I mean, that was like, that was huge for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up playing all sports. I grew up playing whatever sport was in season, you know, in the fall it was soccer in the winter, it was basketball, spring, it was softball, baseball. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to have my dad as my coach 
pretty much every season of every sport until I was, geez, probably like in middle school. Um, I know there are a lot of kids who are not as lucky um, to be able to have that. And I, I thank my lucky stars for that every day because my, both of my parents really kind of ingrained and I'm one of four, so ingrained in all three of my siblings and I, um, just the idea of work ethic and what it means to work hard and what it means to maybe not be the best and, and try your hardest to get to that point. Um, you know, touching back on what you mentioned earlier, like that's what I think sports is so good at is being able to kind of find your strengths and your weaknesses, but not focus on just the strengths. You know, I think in school, we often teach kids like, okay, you must be really good. You're really good at math. So let's do more math. You're really good at art. Let's do a lot of art. And it's like in sports, it's like, no, you're really bad at crossing over. Let's figure out how to cross the ball over. Like, That's let's a do great that. point. Yeah. Let's work on the stuff you're bad at and, and get better at that. Um, while also kind of, you know, honing in on the good stuff too and, and getting better at all that. And the repetition there is huge, obviously, but it's a little bit of everything. I think that's what's so exciting about it. I'm also a huge uh, supporter of not specializing in one sport. I just think, you know, playing all sports and I mean, geez, at least until high school. I mean, you oh, know, yeah, absolutely. You know, exactly. I, I feel like there's kids who are like eight who are like, no, I'm, I'm a soccer player only. And I'm like, what? You're like, eight. Dude, what I know. Are you doing? Like, like, you're like, come on. You should just be like a, a kid. Like, yeah, just like exactly soccer. right. If you like soccer, you would like any other sport. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I, I definitely try to encourage all of the students I teach to to play everything. Um, and and parents, I don't know. They seem to be a little bit more excited about picking one sport early. I mean, I know there's a lot of whatever. There's a lot of driving. There's a lot of it, co- it costs a lot of money to play all these different things. I definitely know that. But if you have access to like a local, you know, rec situation, it's like just play whatever's there. You know, I, I, am a huge supporter of that. So I, that's pretty much how I was as a kid and I, I, and I loved it. Totally agree with you. Um, my dad was my coach maybe for like two years and he was like, all right, I'm over this. You, yeah. you, go, you go play on someone else's team. I'm good now. Right. I did my time. And that was like right, the first right. two years. So right. it turns out my dad wasn't a huge baseball fan, but he was just a coach just because they needed an extra guy essentially. Right. So but um, I mean, yeah, was, there's a lot of parents not doing that. Yeah, exactly. Know? That's so, true. You know, I, I, I appreciate him for that. Yeah. It was, it's, it's funny looking back just because I know how much he actually hates baseball, which is ironic, but <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's yeah. Cool. yeah, it's cool. I'm, I'm happy. And I, I appreciate that he did that. Right. Um, and you make a you you do make a great point again just going back to you know in school you know you're really good at something so you you really try and hone in on it and then you almost make the excuse with like oh I'm bad at science so I'm just bad at it and I don't just not do that yeah you 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 lose the will and the energy the motivation to get better at it because you're like oh no I'm I'm gonna do art or oh no I'm gonna do writing in sports you're literally forced to because if you know if the, the other team knows something you're really bad at, they're just going to pick on you for it. Right. right? So right. it also, sports also not only help to learn how to get better at your weaknesses, you know, hone in on your strengths, as you said, but also learn how to just be better in general, I guess. Right. Like, because if you're not going to get better at your strength or your weaknesses, then you're pretty much just going to quit. And then, okay, then why did you right. even come out? So I think that that's always a really cool opportunity. Um, and, you know, shout out to your dad for doing so much. And I totally agree as well. All the all the sports. I mean, there's countless. I mean, look, Steve Nash, Od- Odell Beckham Jr. Like, there are so many athletes. Right. Look at the the court. Kyler Murray just went number one overall right. two years ago. Two sport athlete got drafted in both. No. Like, it's a good reason. Like, you work on different muscles. You work on different absolutely skills. The skill they, set is totally different. They, yeah, but they they can they they contribute to each other. They make you better at different things. And so I, I completely agree there. There's yeah. there's a way that we can kind of. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ride that train with you, whatever you need, Amanda. Right. I love it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. it. So you were really good at basketball. That's gotta be crazy too. Going your junior year to senior year in high school, that many inches. Like 
I was always short, but like, man, yeah. 17, 18, a hormonal teenager, that must have been nuts. So like, kudos weird. to you for making out of that. Like, that's yeah, incredible. Man. <laughs> I think it was really just like, it was like someone answered my prayers. It was like somebody answered my prayers that I had. I mean, I always had big feet, which I thought was hysterical. And everybody just always said, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. Yep, you're going to uh-huh. grow. Finally, you're like 17. You're like, you guys are all lying. Like you guys are all so full of it. I can't even, you know, you guys just want to make me feel good as a middle schooler. And then it happened. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. This That's is so funny. great. It was I awesome. Love I love it. Yeah. I mean, clearly it worked out um, yeah. to the point where you eventually played basketball in college. Um, yep. So that's not messing around. What, what kind of, <laughs> was there, was it a scholarship opportunity where you walk on? What, what was the, what was it? What was that like? Yeah. So I received a full ride to go to the university of Rhode Island. Um, I played there for four years and then I uh, blew my knee out uh, my senior year. And then I got a fifth year, um, Luckily, because I guess uh, the the game that I got injured in during my senior year was one game away from not allowing me to redshirt. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Well, so it was luckily, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was very, like, yeah. It was silver, like silver lining, lining yep. for sure. Um, so I got another year, which was great. Um, so I played a fifth year at UMass Lowell, um, up north of Boston. Um, yeah. So I spent five years on the East Coast, a little you know Southern California girl spending her time out in the snow. Um, it was a great experience, though. It was amazing. Loved it. It, the northeast we got some good stuff up here it's a little cold especially right now i want to say it's bit. like 20 oh, no it's 31 degrees out right now oh. as of as of recording um which i'm not a super big fan of but i can't right. leave anytime soon family friends <laughs> the whole you know wife wanting to be near her family of you know course. Oh, my Your eyes life is there yeah i guess whatever <laughs> zoom exists right we're talking right now it's exactly. not that hard but right. um no it's just one of those things where you know it's, it's always i'm always interested in you know kind of hearing those stories like like why why did you come to the east coast like, like I, Amanda, there. Are, I'm sure there were other schools anywhere else in the country you could have I went know. to. Like, why did I, you do it? When I, when I tell people, I roll my eyes as I say it, and they roll their eyes as I'm telling it. I, all I will say is, when I was 18, I just wanted there to be an ocean. I wanted to get out of California, and I just needed to be near the beach. And I, I had some offers from some schools in California, and I was just so anti-California at that point. I was like, no, I'm going to live here forever. I need to get out. You know, my sister had already gone to play softball in Michigan. So I was like, I got to do something major too, something drastic. And so I was like, let me go to the East coast. And then my stupid 18 year old self didn't really realize I wasn't going to be able to, you know, surf and sunbathe and boogie board all, all season and, you know, do all that stuff. I got out there. They took, I went on my um, recruiting visit. It was like September of my senior year. And they did the full, you know, full scale stuff. They were like, all right, we'll take you to the beach. We'll take you to this yep. like nice restaurant on the water and whatever. We're eating this nice seafood. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is and what it's like in December yeah. too? Like, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. I mean, everybody knows that except Amanda. And then I got out there and it was like, the fall was nice. I mean, it was a little bit brutal because we were in the middle of preseason. So everybody was miserable. But then, you know, October, November comes and I'm like, oh, whoa this is like the real deal. This is, you know, you got the wind chill coming in off the ocean. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not cut out for this. I am not cut out for this. You braved it though. Five years. I, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I hand up. I, I would have, I would have left. I would have just I, been like, you know, I'm sure you know, anyway, yeah. like you could have been on the East coast, you know, like the cap, the Carolinas, like maybe like I, Georgia, Florida. Don't think, don't like, think I, I haven't know. thought about that. Don't think I haven't yeah. thought about that too. What doesn't I don't know, kill I don't know you, what the hell I was doing. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, the fall in the Northeast is beautiful, especially when you get say, up to I, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. It's awesome yes, up there. I have an unbelievable love of the Northeast now because of it. So I, I don't take anything back. 
It's cool. It's I, yeah. I enjoy it here, but I would prefer, you know, sunny and, you know, like 80, 85 degrees right? every day. Right. Personally. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Just personally. Can't, I don't know. Can't I mean, beat it. Just me. can't um, beat it. So, so here's, here's kind of a, um, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm not going to get to the whole thing. I think you'll understand. What was the, what was the dating scene like as a college athlete? As a college athlete, the dating scene was interesting because the, the pool that you were dealing with were the people who were your best friends. They were all the people who were around you all day, every day. They were the people who you sat in class with, even if you didn't play the same sport as them. You, they were the people who you navigated near in the dining hall. They were the people who you walked by, you know, in the halls of the gym, in the weight room, in the training room, in study hall. They were the people who you, you knew they were your people, but you didn't exactly know why. And then you left school and you knew exactly why they were your people. Um, they just seemed to be like you, you know? And mm -hmm. I mean, of course, most of them, you know, eventually became your friends and, you know, you created those awesome relationships and, and that was really cool. And so it became easier to date because you always ended up going to the same parties and you always ended up wanting to hang with each other. And, and that kind of uh, led to relationships, romantic or friendship or otherwise, you know, being built, which was awesome. Um, and it was just at the time I didn't realize how easy it was. I mm -hmm. thought it would always be this way. I yep. thought, Oh, cool. I'll just always be around people like me. This is awesome. And then it quickly kind of shifted. <laughs> yes. It quickly shifted. I also, I just wanted to make one comment. You guys were all probably wearing the same sweatpants and sweatshirt. Exact I'm assuming too. Sweatshirt. Cause like I saw, and, I went to Rutgers. Yep. So there's a lot of athletes. Yep. They all wore the exact same sweatpants yep. and exact same sweatshirt. Yes. So you could point them out immediately. And it's like the one word that's different on the sweatshirt is like the sport. Yep. It's like uh, yep, Rutgers yep. football, Rutgers softball, Rutgers yep. tennis, whatever. It's like it's 100%. all the same. That's yeah. too funny. And it, normally, yeah, as you said, you'd always be together. I w I'm not going to say they traveled in a pack, but they definitely yeah, traveled yeah. in, you know, groups of five plus. It yes. seemed like as well. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love athletes and that's why, that's why we can have some fun with this. I actually, okay. Uh, funny story. Um, my cousin worked on the football team at Rutgers. So okay. he, he got some of the apparel that only was given to the football team. And yep. I, I happened to like break my backpack like three days into the school year. So he's been on campus okay. already for a couple of weeks, whatever. He's like, all right, here, you can have this backpack, gives it to me. A couple months go by and some kid's like, yo, dude, are you on the football team? I was like, yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually the punter. And I had this kid going for like almost an entire semester. Might as well, like, if you oh look at me, gosh. I'm like five, seven, 150 pounds soaking wet. Right. Like, I had right. this kid going for a while, so that was that was pretty funny. Still have the backpack. I mean, sometimes all you need is the all you need is the gear. That's all you need. That's all you need is still have the yep. backpack. So it is rocking. So it. so you leave uh, basketball, and as you as you even said up to the lead, you know you you thought it would be similar. The dating scene. You thought you'd always be around athletes and people right. like you and doing that whole thing. So you leave basketball. Um, hopefully you went back to Southern California, right? I sure did. Went right back to Southern California. Sure did. Um, so you left school and then you became a PE teacher. This was like 2011. Uh, yes, exactly. Yep. Okay, cool. So I did my research. Look at me. I like um, it. What was, what were those first few months? I'm sure the first few months were really weird, but as you kind of got settled in, like, again, what was that like? And just like trying to just meet people in general, maybe not, you know, date anybody, but just like, Hey, I'm trying to make friends again. Like what's right. going on? It was an interesting dynamic because I had come home from being gone for so long. I also had come home from a situation where a lot of my high school friends were still kind of in the mix with all of our high school crew. And I was a little bit more on the outs because I didn't get uh, as much time with them in the past four years as everybody else had. 
um, you know, I was fully immersed in basketball season and basketball season being a winter sport. I didn't get Thanksgiving break. I didn't get winter break. Um, I got a short spring and we always had to be on campus for summer vacation. So I was always in summer school. I just got very limited time back home. You know, a lot of other people either got all those breaks or were in college in LA where we were from. So they just had a lot more time with each other. So for me, it, it was a weird dynamic of trying to come home and also like reestablish those friendships while also figuring out like, okay, am I like trying to date right now? It's still pretty new and fresh. You know, am I, am I trying to make, you know, relationships work that were going on on the East Coast? Am I trying to kind of like make that work? Like, what do, what do I really want? And I also will say, it wasn't even that I expected it to always be the same in terms of being around athletes all the time. I just don't even really think I ever thought about it. I think I, I, I think it, it just, I assumed it, it was, it had always been that way in my life and I just wasn't sure it would ever really change. Um, the most interesting piece to the whole thing was that because I got thrown into being a teacher and not, not that that's not what I wanted to do. I, I was so amazed that that opportunity came and I was so happy, but I didn't really think far enough ahead to realize, Oh, you're going to be around children all day. And the majority of your coworkers are going to be women. And it's just not going to be super conducive to meeting a bunch of new men and a bunch of new potential dates. Um, and I never really thought about it that way. Um, a lot of the, and I teach PE, so I'm one the, I'm the only woman in the athletic department. So there's, uh, four other guys that work with me and they're all amazing and they all happen to be married. Um, and it's, and, and they all also play college sports and it's like, they're like my best friends because they are like me. So I'm like, okay, these are my people. This is great. But you know, it just wasn't the easiest, you know, environment to be in, to meet a bunch of new people. Um, and, and I just, I never really saw it coming. I don't mm -hmm. think I, I don't think I looked forward far enough to think, okay, what are the problems in my future going to be? Um, but I, 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 when it happened, I was like, oh, this came out of nowhere. I can't believe it. You know, yeah. had I thought a little bit about it, I probably could have guessed, but Pro yeah, exactly. At least you could have been prepared for something, exactly. um, you know, exactly. exactly. You, you make a great point. Like you've literally been around as we have referred to them a couple of times, your people since you yeah. were, I mean, I don't know, you were in middle school, like yeah. you were not naturally surrounded by athletes. You kind of gravitate to each exactly, other. Exactly, right? Like, yeah, oh, you, you played basketball. The on, the, yeah. on the yard, you were yep. at recess, you're doing the same stuff. It just, it's, it's kind of a weird way that that happens, but it always does. It just always does, and there's a reason for it, um, yeah. which is kind of cool, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I, I do think it makes sense, as you said, like, you know, once you realize, oh, wait, I'm, in, I'm going to be a teacher, especially in, a, are you, what, what grade do you, did you start teaching? So I teach pre-K through eighth grade. So it's okay. kind of a broad so, spectrum. And then I actually coached high school basketball at that same time after school for like okay. six years. So it was kind of the full, full scope. Okay. But yeah. so, so at least during the day you were essentially, I mean, I, I may, maybe it's totally different in, in where you're from, but I mean, there were so few male teachers from kindergarten so to eighth grade. Once you got so into high school, that's where I started to see a lot more male teachers, obviously right. college. I felt like I had more male teachers, but like yeah. that first, you know, that first eight, nine years, whatever, pre-K, yeah. kindergarten to eighth grade, there's even more females yes, um, teachers that I noticed. So again, same point, like you probably didn't think about it, especially coming right yeah. out of college where you probably had some male teachers or you knew of a bunch. Right. Just one of those things you don't think about. And then you get there and you're like, oh, wait, like now I'm here eight hours a day, then plus hours because right. of um, basketball. So you don't really have too much time to like go out and make friends or anything. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a huge undertaking. And again, appreciate you for shaping our youth. Again, let me say oh, that. But, you, um, <laughs> you know, I, I could see how that, gets difficult like yeah. now 
now let's you're in LA, right? So you're in a place that's it's warm all the time. Like what's summer? I don't know. Do you guys have summer? I don't think so. But like, think about it in another, (laughs) you're in the Northeast. Like, what do you think they're doing after just kind of jumping out of high college, getting into this situation? I mean, how much you got, you even got a lucky situation, right? I know. I will say that. And, and, and you know what, like, the, the, the greatest thing about being a teacher, although, like you said, we should all be paid, you know, exponentially more money, yes, way more. but, but I mean, we get a lot of great things, you know, in our, we get a lot of great situations in our lives. We got, you know, this, our the summer vacation, not a lot of people get that. You know, when I talk to friends of mine, I'm like, yeah, I mean, from mid June to, you know, beginning of September, no one really at my job wants to hear from me, <laughs> you know, and that, you know, not a lot of people have that. So in terms of, you know, being able to travel or being able to, you know, eat, whether it's worldwide travel or just going back to Boston to see friends, you know, it's something that um, I don't think teachers take for granted. I think it's like the, really a very cool way to kind of, um, obviously we all, we all definitely, my teachers, anyone who listens to this will laugh who is a teacher because the rest is most certainly needed. Um, you know, every teacher I, I, I'm like, is just looking forward to the next day off, whether it's spring break or president's day or like whatever it is, they're like, we're, we're counting down, it's coming, you know. Um, but it's because it's a really exhausting job. It's really hard. Um, and it's so incredibly, incredibly gratifying, but, um, those day, those, that time off is really, really valuable. And that I will say was one of those things that allowed me to do things outside of just being a teacher, meet people far beyond, you know, only in the athletic or in the athletic, you know, coaching or PE teaching space. Um, it really allowed me to kind of get out of my box a little bit which was something that I really didn't know I needed to do, like I said, um, until, I, until I was in the middle of the problem, you know, until I was yep. in the middle of it, I didn't know how else to get out of it, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. And that now, you know, moving forward, like you've been a teacher for however many years, when did the idea for this app, the playoff dating app, really, when did it strike you and when did you, because everybody has the idea, right? And then most right. people kind of sit on it for a little while, you're thinking right. about what to do. When did, you, when did you have the idea and then when did you start to execute upon it? Um, so I actually, so like I said, I was, so this is my ninth year teaching the first six years of my teaching career. I was coaching high school basketball after school, um, at a, at a local high school, um, you know, within 10 minutes of the other school. Uh, so it was great, but it just took up quite a lot of time. It was like nonstop, you know, nights, weekends, everything. So after six years, I decided to take a break from high school coaching. And the moment I took a break from high school coaching, it was like, I just felt like the creativity and the ideas were just like flooding. I was like, whoa, I actually am, I can offer more than just like teaching you how to shoot and dribble. Like I was like, whoa, there's a lot more in here that I really didn't even know existed. Um, you know, I kind of laugh at people because I spent like, I spent like over a year like refinishing furniture and like, I was, I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was like, oh my God, I am, there's more in here than I ever thought. Um, so anyways, after probably a year of not coaching high school basketball, um, I think I really just hit this wall of like date, online dating myself. And I was like, oh my God, Amanda, you're swiping on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever these more generic apps are. And I found myself swiping yes to almost anybody who had any sort of action shot in their profile. I don't care if you were swinging a golf club, if you were, you know, swinging a baseball bat, shooting a basketball. I, was, I immediately was more intrigued and wanted to know more about you. Um, your people, and what, you know, my people. And I, and I, I, I knew what it was, but I thought, okay, I'm just going to have to do it this way forever. You know, I'm just going to have to, you know, sift through these millions of people and try my best to find someone who I think might understand why I think the way I think or, you know, whatever. Um, and then one day I was like, I wonder if you could just make an app for everybody who played at the college level or beyond. And 
I just thought, no, there's no way that could happen. And then I thought to myself, well, anybody who's, so I'm 33, anybody who's my age or probably, you know, 33 to probably 37, probably 37 and below would have something on the internet about them if they played in college. Um, of course there's, there's circumstances where that's not the case, you know, whether it's a junior college or, and they didn't have, you know, athletic side or, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's circumstantial things, but for the most part, most of those people would have something about their athletic career on, on the internet. Um, and I thought, wow, what if I just made everybody submit something about themselves, like some sort of athletic bio, a roster or a team page or a stat sheet or whatever with their name on it. Um, and so I just, I think it probably took me two to four weeks. It was during one of my spring breaks. I think it was in 2016 or 16 that I sat there for two weeks and thought, okay, I'm going to research this and I'm going to see if this exists somewhere because if it exists, I want to be on it and I want to find it. Um, and if it doesn't, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to do it. And so I started reaching out to developers on LinkedIn and just kind of, you know, putting some feelers out there and saying, Oh, I have this idea. Could you create it? And if so, how much would it cost? And you know, whatever. And I would say from, I would say there was a, probably a two month, a full two month period of like the idea entered my brain. And two months later I had signed a contract with a developer and I was like, Oh, whoa, we are rolling. Like it, it is, yeah. yeah, like it is happening. And I think for a lot of people, uh, it, it was more for me, I would tell people and telling people is like that accountability, right? Telling people that I'm going to do it was like, a lot of people would like nod their head and be like, Oh, great. Good for you. That's so awesome. Like, we'll never see it. Okay. Good luck. And, and I think for me, it was like this personal battle of like, Oh no, you told them, like you told them it's happening. Like if this doesn't get launched and come out, like your word means nothing. Like you, you need to do this. And I think that was that kind of competitor inside me that was like, put your money where your mouth is now. Like now, now's the time to do it. And so within four months of signing the contract, the app was launched in the app store. Um, and I was, and then, you know, then there's a whole nother set of problems, but then, you know, and that, but we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll but it was, we'll get there. it was a pretty exciting time. Um, just because I was able to prove to myself that I was able to do something so far outside of my comfort zone and so far outside of my skill set. You know, I have no background in tech. I have no background in coding or anything like that. Um, but you know, I think my athletic career really helped me in terms of, I wasn't willing to take no for an answer. I wasn't going to stop when times got hard. And I was willing to reach outside of myself for the resources that I didn't have. You know, I was going to go ask for help and I was going to go, you know, let my pride aside and say, listen, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? What, what is it going to take for you to help me? Um, and a lot of people are willing to help if you just ask them. All you got to do is ask. I mean, there's right. the tenacity, there's the resiliency. It's asking for help. That's like asking a coach like, Hey, like I'm really bad at this crossover. Right. Can you help me coach? That kind of thing. Absolutely. So I think, you know, it's, it's funny how you create this, this dating app for athletes. Um, and you use your athletic background to make sure that this stuff gets right, done, which is right. kind of cool. As you said, you know, your word, the accountability that you need to keep, you have accountability to your team. Right. You, you t say you're going to do something, you're going to do it. You know, now you're just telling people on the street or your friends or your family right. or whatever. And you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to do it. This is how an just athlete's watch. brain works. So right, I think right. it is really cool. I think it's a great idea, especially, I mean, you did the research. Hey, there, there's enough people out there. I mean, how many colleges are there? How many college athletes are there that, I mean, just think of yeah. all the people that played a sport, especially again, like you, you played this sport since you were, you know, competitively, probably since you were like 10 or 11 or 12 right. years old. Right. Absolutely. And then at 20, whatever, you just stop. Right. Yeah. You and just it's stop. Like, it's over. Like, you know, it's scary. unless you go professional, like, yeah, I'm right. sure you can go to a rec team. You're you know, like adult, like league kind of stuff, right. which is fun. I play beer league softball. Hand right, up. It's the right. best. 
but like it just stops for most athletes and again yeah. i wasn't like a huge i wasn't highly competitive either but but, but still it's, it's exactly like, it's, it's an identity crisis for sure and it and i think there's a lot i mean i feel like that is a whole nother podcast that conversation it's it's a really kind of scary thing and i think there's also a huge difference between you knowing your career is coming to an end and you not knowing um True. you know you're you're raised as an athlete to want to be the best and want to get to the highest level and you know i spent some time in germany after my fifth year and i just wanted to remind myself that after my knee injury i could kind of make it to the top of the mountain and i wanted to play professionally so i i, I did everything i could when, when people ask me i kind of i kind of just brushed it aside because i only played half of the season i just took over the contract of a girl who was injured and so any athlete will kind of like you know humbly like dumb that down it's like yeah it's not that that's not that exciting but at the end of the day, it was like, I wanted to be in charge of my own destiny. I wanted to be the one to say, no, it's over now. No, now I'm going to stop. Because there's a lot of people who, you know, finish their college career and try their damnedest to go play almost anywhere else. And it might not work out. And that is not what they had in, in plan, you know, and Absolutely. that is devastating. It, I could literally only imagine because I've never it's, been in that situation. But hard. I mean, it's again, just like think of the time, the energy, the effort um, right. that you've put into this sport your whole flipping life. And right. and then someone else says, no, sorry, yeah, Amanda, no you're done. Yeah, like, we don't need you. I, I understand yeah. where you're coming from. You at least got to go out on your own terms, which is, right. you know, mu like uh, not not enough athletes, I think, get that opportunity yeah, to do that. But exactly. it's great that right. you had the opportunity to do that. Um, and yeah, I didn't I didn't even see that pop up anywhere on the internet. Yeah. So I guess you kind of keep that one buried deep, yeah, which thank right. you for bringing it up. I appreciate that. Honesty <laughs> is honesty is important. But you're right. The identity crisis of then, you know, falling losing your people right like we keep yeah. going back to that now you're not yeah. surrounded by people that you're most comfortable around and now you're in like a new situation as you said you still had friends from high school and you were kind of you know hey are we like what are we doing how are we like what's right, going on right. um which is m more than a lot of people can ask for and more than a lot of people can say they have but at the same time it's still you know you're still not surrounded by the people that you've been most comfortable with for however long the last four right. five six years and now you're just kind of thrown in the situations like, hey, you got a full time job. So that means you're working over 40 hours a week. That means you have a commute. You, right. you were a basketball coach as well. And it's kind of funny how you like, hey, like if you let your mind rest for like a couple minutes, like a lot of ideas start popping into yeah. it. It sounds like you were just doing so much coaching and doing so yeah. much. There's it was you got up, you went to school, you coached, you right. went to sleep like you didn't have you even time to think. And you don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know. You're, you don't even know what's in there or what you're not tapping into. Yep. Exactly. So I, I, again, I think the idea is really cool. Um, and so I definitely like explain, explain what the app is. Give me the, give me like the, the elevator pitch. Give me the, give me the one sheeter if you don't mind. Yeah. So playoff is a dating app for current and former college and professional athletes. Uh, everybody on the app is verified to have competed, uh, anywhere beyond the high school level, whether it's junior college, college professional or the, or the Olympic level. Um, there's a two-step verification process where you just submit anything on the internet about your athletic career. Uh, and then you also have to submit a selfie holding up a piece of paper with the word playoff on it. Um, the reason for that is because, you know, right now it's not a major issue, but it's just kind of to prevent catfishing and someone creating a profile for some famous eligible bachelor or whatever. Um, and just making sure that everybody is who they say they are. Um, it's not a hundred percent full foolproof, but it is our, our best uh, opportunity to make sure that the integrity of the app is kept together and that, you know, like I said, you can kind of trust that when you're going on there and you're flipping through people and this person says they played tennis at Duke, you can pretty much be certain that this person played tennis at Duke. Um, you know, it's, it's, 
again, it's not foolproof, but it's, it's really what I want to make sure I hesitated because I, I know why I want the app out there and why I think it'll be successful, but the exclusivity piece of it, it was hard for me at the beginning. Um, and I also realized very quickly that that is why many athletes want to be on it. Yep. Um, I know that is exactly why they want to be on it. They've told me that's why. And they'll say, Oh, I don't do dating apps, but I'll definitely do this one because it's for me. Um, and I know that people on there will be like me. Uh, and I think that's exciting to them. So the, the two step verification process has really been pretty cool for us. Um, and I think it gives us kind of like that validity and, um, just, just verifies everything that we're doing and, and lets me know that we're going in the right direction. Yes. I, I think it's due to a two step verification process for just about everything now, even though when I forget that I set it up, I'm annoyed when I have to go through it. Like right. if it's like a certain account. It's like, Oh man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Send the stupid message to my yes. phone and then I'll type on the numbers. But like, it makes yeah. sense, especially on something like this. You know, I was, I was in college when Tinder came out. Now I had a girlfriend at the time, so I did not partake, but all of my roommates did. So, yeah. you know, kind of saw what was going on and it was just like, totally. it was the wild west, man. It's like it was nuts. Like, it's a free for all. especially that first like six months it was out, everything was crazy. The world right. was like upside down. It was insane. For and, you sure. know, good for everybody that enjoyed it. That's awesome. I did not, yes. but I saw it. But from, also, for as many people as enjoyed it, there are yes. horror stories. And you that, know? that's exactly what I was going to say. There's, yeah. you know, for every one that loved it, there was another probably five that said, this is yes. the worst place on planet Earth. So, exactly. you know, it, it's, it's awesome that you go about it that way. And I think, again, like having it athlete specific and, and, verifying it's not just like oh yeah like i play rec basketball in the right. afternoons like yeah right. that's great man like good for you but like we're yeah. looking like there's a different mindset than some dude that goes to the gym or some girl that goes to the gym and and works out and plays basketball there to somebody that played at a comp competitive level right. through college or in college it's like that is a whole nother level and i think it's a great right. way to kind of differentiate yeah and i think you know when i was doing my research and trying to figure out if this existed anywhere what i came across was were multiple sites and you know dating platforms that were for fitness loving people and and I thought okay these are great but these are really pretty far from what I'm looking at you know what I'm looking to do you know there's there's uh there was one that was for people who like to do crossfit there was one for people who like to just lift weights there was one that was just literally fitness loving people who like to go on hikes and do things like that and I thought to myself they don't have the, they don't have the screw loose that we have. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna word. I was gonna say they don't have like the mental strength. They're like they don't have the same mentality. But yeah, right. screw loose, screw loose is a great way to put I it, Amanda. I mean, there's something wrong with somebody that wants to put their body through that day and I mean, day out right? for that many years. Uh, exactly. Let's be honest. Just for the sake of winning. Just for the sake of winning, and you know, or for the trophy at the end, or whatever the hell you're fighting for. But uh, you know, I laugh about it. But I'm like, no, there is something. There is something there that I think. What, and now listen, what, this is a whole other conversation, whether you're born with it, whether it's instilled in you when you're little, whatever the heck it is, it's there and it's like undeniable, you know? Um, and, and I think speaking to any athlete about it, it's kind of this like funny unspoken thing that we just kind of get each other, you know? I, I know you're nuts about whatever you're doing and you know I'm nuts about whatever I'm doing. So there's like a mutual respect there. Let's which is be awesome. nuts together. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think the other thing is like even even after you leave your sport, it's it's not something that goes away. Now it might like right. temper down a little bit. Obviously you also get older and, and you know the, the experience and everything and, and kind of everything maybe calms down a bit, but you it's still there. You still you still know it's there. They still know it's there. You kind of still feel it too, which I think right. is really important. Yeah. I mean, I always thought okay, I'm, I'm getting my competitive juices flowing by coaching and, I, and I'm getting all this passion out, you know, because I'm not playing anymore. So I'm out here, you know, screaming at these kids to set the screen and to do whatever I'm yelling. And I'm, you know, 
my parents will have come and watch me coach like eight and nine year olds. And they're like, Oh my God, like what is, and I'm like, we won though. It's great. And they're like, okay. Cover up their yeah. faces in the crowds. Like, exactly. who's, who's that coach? I don't yeah. Know who's who that is. weirdo? What? Yeah. What's going on? And, I, and I kind of laugh, but the moment I, you know, right now I still coach lower school and middle school, but the moment I stopped coaching the high school team and I started playoff, I thought, Oh, it's not just sports. I'm a psychopath about this app. Like I, I'm a nutcase. And I, and I realized, Oh, this has nothing to do with like just being in an athletic arena. Like I, you know, I, I, I don't really think I knew that was going to happen. Um, and, and I'm like, I just really surprised myself with just, and the work ethic I always knew was there, but just kind of the nonstop like fire underneath me to like make sure this reaches its full potential. Like whatever I need to do, I will do. I love it. You know? I love it. And yeah, I mean, it's nutcase, screw loose. You, your yeah. word's not mine. Your word's not mine. <laughs> exactly. So don't, don't, don't hold them against me. Um, right. But so like, what, what have you been doing to make sure that it reaches its full potential? Like, I, I want to understand the vision in a little bit, but like, what are you doing yeah. now to make sure, I mean, you're coming to places like this. You're sending me a message on LinkedIn saying, you know, Olympic right. athletes, do you want to tell them about it so they can use it in the Olympic village? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll let them know. Don't worry. I yeah. can't guarantee they use it, but I'll let them know. So like, what are other, what, what are you doing right now from a marketing perspective, from a PR perspective, from just a grassroots perspective like this, just get the word out about, this really awesome project you're working on. Yeah. Um, I'll say from the grassroots perspective, it is like literally LinkedIn message after LinkedIn message. I am out there, you know, every single day, any break I have at work, I'm like just trying my best to like get it in the hands of the right people. Um, I have about 10 student athlete interns this semester who are helping out with social media and content creation and, you know, TikTok videos and Instagram takeovers and all the kind of engagement stuff that, I tend to be terrible at. Um, it's not for everybody, and I've realized very quickly that it's not for me. Um, do you do you? That's that's yeah. all you need to do. You do you. I, yeah, I realized very quickly that this is not my jam. You mean uh, TikTok isn't like something teaching little kids man. doesn't make you good at TikTok? That's so weird. Not even close. But I will tell you, I I have almost every dance memorized because they don't stop doing it. Oh at gosh, yeah, I can it's tell it's horrifying. Um, so yeah, I've got the interns going. Um, I also have my first uh, event coming up, which I'm super excited about. It's going to be a playoff networking happy hour event at the Women's Final Four um, in New Orleans. Whoa. So that'll be, All yeah. right, there we go. That's a, that's a big that. one. That's not yeah. even, you're not yeah. messing around. You're shooting the big guns now. Right? I love it. And I just kind of figured, you know, women's basketball is kind of my arena. It's kind of where I feel the most comfortable. I know several women's college coaches, so I feel like, all right, I, I literally thought to myself, all right, I can, I can at least get 20 people in the door. Like, at least I can get people, I can force people to come because they know me. Um, so I got, like, you know, a great venue on a rooftop of this hotel. It's going to be awesome. I don't think so, you need to force anybody to go I, there. Like, yeah, I think that's like, what you said, New Orleans, right. you said rooftop <laughs> yes. and hotel. I mean, just say alcohol and I promise oh, you people there. will show up. Yes. So that'll be really fun. That's going to be in April. Um, I also have another intern working with me who is going to be based out in Boston and she's going to help us put together a, an athlete mixer out in Boston. Um, we're looking at venues right now thinking like breweries or, you know, some sort of really cool outdoor situation, um, for like May or June where we can, I think, I think the idea of the events is really what's the most exciting to me less about, I mean, obviously about getting the app in the hands of the right people and getting them, getting the word out there, but really just about the physical act of connecting people. You know, I really, really am passionate about getting all these people in the same room and, and, and letting you guys know, hey, like maybe you sit at your desk all day and maybe you are on Instagram all day and you're only 
kind of engaging with your personal network. But outside of that, outside of the walls of your job and outside of, you know, the barriers that your phone has, or, you know, the Instagram followers you have, there are people just like you very close by. And now we're all going to get together in this space and you guys are going to meet each other. And I feel like, I think that is so powerful. And to be honest, that is a microcosm of what's going on in the Olympic village. You know, like that is what's happening. Um, you know, are they, you know, hooking up and doing all those things also? Yeah, of course. But like to know that they're literally just seeing each other and then having this immediate respect for one another and for what the other one has done in their life, that is really what it is on a, on a different level, you know? Um, so being able to bring people together, I think in, in the form of events is really what's the most exciting to me. Um, we have, you know, different, uh, we have a new version of the app actually that's going to be released in the next month or so. And it's like full redesign aesthetically functionality. It's all going to be a million times better. Um, and that's really in preparation for the Olympics. And I, we have like a running email list with Olympian contacts on it. And so once that's released, there'll be a huge push for getting Olympians on it beforehand. The goal is to either get as many Olympians on there beforehand as possible, or just so that in Tokyo, maybe that Olympian is not on the app, but maybe being in Tokyo is not the first time they've ever heard of the app. Yep, exactly. Um, that's really the goal. You know, if, and you know, one, some marketing guy told me the other day, listen, I love that Tokyo is your world series and that's amazing, but like you need to have like 10 or 15 other world series. Like you need to, you know, and he's like, I'm not saying it's not going to work out. I'm just saying you need to be doing, spreading your wings everywhere. Like this is, this has got to go everywhere you can possibly get it. So that's why I'm really excited about the final four event. Um, I think it's just kind of the tip of the iceberg in terms of what we can really do. Um, and being able to get you know, bigger businesses to sponsor the events and being mm -hmm. able, if it doesn't really break the bank, God, I, I would do one once a week, you know, yeah, it'd be amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, so there, there's, a, there, the there are sponsors out there that want yeah. to get in front of that specific demographic, right? Like right. there are brands that are like, wait, you mean we can get in front of X number of former or current athletes right now? Right. Like, absolutely. I mean, right. maybe not even the Nikes or the Adidas's or the Under Armour's yeah. of the world, but there's still brands that that's their target market, right? right. Like, so, you know, maybe like a Gymshark or something. I don't know. Just right. Out or there, even but, more local brands. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, a gym, oh, <laughs> a local gym. Look at that. Right. <laughs> you guys need a place right. to hang out. Here's right. a lifetime. Why don't you come here? So, right. um, no, I think I think it's a great idea. So one question I have for you, especially with, so so the, the market that you're going after, it with especially as you were talking about before with college athletes they're kind of with each other all the time so they don't i mean you tell me but it doesn't sound like they need this app in college exactly. it sounds like it's an after college thing and after college everyone kind of disperses back across the country to where they're from yes. so is it are you trying to do like a lot of push like now just to get them familiar with the app and like hope that once they're out of college back and they start normal life that they remember, like how, how are right. you doing that aspect of it? Because like they're in, they're in chunks right now and they're in clusters right now, but then they're going to spread back out. And then right. like, I'd be afraid that they would then forget like, Oh shoot. Like there's this really cool app. Maybe we right. can find other people on it too. So the big push for me. So what I realized very quickly was the current college athletes are the people who are the easiest to find. Oh, on, exactly. Yeah. On, on social media. It's like, now that I'm graduated and I'm, you know, 10 years out of playing college basketball, there's nothing about like Rhode Island basketball number 21 in my bio. Like that, that, that doesn't exist anymore. So, but for every current athlete, that is the first thing that's in their bio. And that is what they're the most proud of. And I totally understand that. And I would have been too. So what I realized is those are the people who are easiest to find, easiest to, to get to and to communicate with. But I also realized that those are the people who move the needle in terms of popularity. Like they decide that Snapchat doesn't really matter anymore and we're all about TikTok. So it's like they, they kind of 
push society one way or another, athletes in general, but, you know, college athletes really have a lot of say. Um, and just so, like, it, I, it's just pretty unbelievable to me seeing, you know, how many followers some of these college athletes have and just kind of seeing how much influence they truly have. Um, ironically, not being able to use any of that for, their, for any monetary value. Well, but that's, that's another total that's different another conversation. But... That's another conversation. But, um, you know, it's really interesting because they really drive the market in, in, in so many ways that those are the people who I really wanted to get it in the hands of. I was worried that the feedback would be like, Hey, thanks so much, but we don't need it. Like I'm, I already got it. I already got my dates. All I got no problem finding a date. Um, but luckily the feedback has been, wow, this is awesome. I don't, I don't use any dating apps, but I will absolutely use this because it's for us. This is awesome. Um, also the idea of being able to meet athletes, not on your campus, but local, um, I think is really cool. And, but yeah, but to answer your question, the target demographic in the long run is absolutely people like me, people who are retired and don't have, aren't, don't have any athletes around them. The hardest part is that they don't have anything specifically about them that you can find yeah. online. Yep. So yep, it's yep. like, I can't say all athletes are Jewish. All athletes are between this height and this height. All athletes are in this, in this geographical area. All athletes are this, are this, you know, economic background or this cultural background. It's just so, you know, kind of, off the wall that I think finding the current college athletes and obviously also hoping that, you know, one day they'll remember it or one day it'll go viral and, and they'll all love to use it in, for years to come. Um, the current college athletes are really the ones who I think we're kind of hanging our hat on right now. Um, LinkedIn for me has been cool because I can find a lot of former athletes yep. on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But again, that is like, I mean, it's so grassroots that it's like, one message here and there. It's not, not break, not really killing anybody with that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I mean, it's still, Hey, you gotta, you gotta get it out there in yeah. any way, shape or form. Um, however you can do it. Have you done any, well, first let's talk about what, what you just spoke about. I mean, I, it totally makes sense. Like if that's the feedback you're getting, that's mm -hmm. still awesome. Like obviously places like Penn state, it's just a single town in the middle of flipping nowhere. Right, so right. they are, all those athletes are together. They're going to run into each other, but there's still the opportunity that someone on the women's basketball team might not run into someone on the men's soccer team, because I'm pretty sure those are different schedules if I'm not mistaken, but like, so there's still some opportunity to overlap right. with sports. Maybe someone you don't run into that often, especially at colleges that big, how many athletes are there? I mean, there's a hundred plus people on the football right. team. And it has exactly. to be equal, you know, title nine makes everything equal at that point. Right, at least five or so athletes there. Even equal. if you are with the same people every day, you're not seeing all 500. So there's still absolutely exactly. the opportunity to still meet new people, even out the campuses. But then there's other places that I've been to. Um, just for example, uh, Burlington, Vermont. Been there a couple of times. You're Northeast. So you've probably, hopefully right. you've been there because that place is insane. But um, there was, I think there's like five or six different colleges in the town of Burlington itself. And now a lot of those people do mix and match and they do right. meet each other, but the athletes are so confined to their spaces there. Right. That's actually probably the perfect place for it right. because they then now get to meet all these other athletes who are at separate gyms doing separate things at all times. But now right. they didn't even know there it's a 10 minute walk down the road because we live on the same street kind of thing. Exactly. So it does make sense. And yeah, hopefully then it, it, it starts to grow and they tell their older brothers and sisters about it maybe right, maybe they tell right. their other teammates about it their old coach this that or the other thing and you know you never really know what's going to happen so you never know what one person's going to put it over the other exactly idea. i mean and that's why i really realize how much value there is in those one-off you know linkedin messages you know i realize like i'll send whatever 50 to 100 a day and get and get a bunch of responses and realize like 
wow, that one response was a, was amazing. Like it, that did so much for playoff in terms of whether it's like me, you know, sitting here talking to you or if it's somebody saying, Oh yeah, I actually have a, a you know, a, I was talking to somebody who was like the women in, uh, the women of Harvard athletics, um, has like their own, their own database where it's like all the women who played sports at Harvard are part of some like club they have. And the woman was, and so I, I found the woman and I like reached out to them and she's like, Oh, that's amazing. We think it's such a great idea. We're going to have a meeting on whatever. I think it's like this coming Sunday. And she goes, we'll get back to you because we'd love to shoot it out to all, to everybody. And I'm like, wait, what is everybody? Like, Oh my God. You mean like every woman who's ever played sports at Harvard? Like, yes, please. Like, how do I? Yeah. And I would just, I've thought a lot about alumni associations and trying to kind of reach athletes that way. I also have thought a lot about like our schools really, and our our institutions really going to, you know, hitch their wagon to a dating app, you know? So it's tough. And it's like, how much time do I really want to spend on potentially hearing no's as opposed to just like getting it into the hands of the athletes immediately. But, you know, being able to go through an institution and get some mass email sent out to like, and really, it's funny because like a lot of people are like, oh yeah, do you want like a lot of email correspondence? Do you want the email list or whatever? I'm like, honestly, no, I just need you to tell, tell them one, I need you to tell them one time about the app and that's it. You know, I had a guy who got access for me to a list of all the college coaches' email addresses in America. Let's was go. Like, Junior college through Div- Div- division one, two, three, NAI, everything. And I was like, oh my God, this is like my holy grail. Like, what do I need to do to get, and he like, he was like, yeah, I'll send an email out for you. I had to pay him. And, and I was like, that, that night, it was like overnight and the signups spiked like crazy. It was like unbelievable. And I thought, even if there's a few assistant coaches or grad assistants who just graduated, who literally just shoot that, that link to their team or what, like, it's like, it's so simple that like, you just really never know what that word of mouth could do. Exactly. You really don't. And, and you know? I think it's, that's awesome. Shout out to yeah. those people. I mean, how right? that guy found every single Man, college it, coach that's and he's got like athletic administrators and whatever. i was like i don't need them i just yeah need they, the they probably they probably don't want to touch that they don't want to yeah exactly you, you brought up alumni association i think that's great and you know yeah. maybe you don't reach out and say hey like can you send this out but maybe you have an event or maybe you sponsor the yes, alumni association exactly. or something like that or you yeah. hitch like you do one of those like after party events so you find out where it is and then you like go to the bar next door and be like hey right, guys everyone's invited right. over here right, um, right. you know so that's always an opportunity too so i just think i think it's I awesome it. again man i love what you're doing i think it's fantastic unfortunately i'm getting married unfortunately i'm getting fortunately i'm getting married soon so nothing to worry about that's there. amazing um, but i'm also wasn't an athlete so i can't say much but um so, so amazing. promotion's been great feedback sounds like it's been pretty darn good what are some of the successes that you can point to especially only being in the for two two and change at this sounds like years at right. this point what are some of the successes you can point to to remind yourself I'm doing the right thing. I should keep going. Entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurship sucks, but one day it's going to be right. totally worth it. One day it's going to be worth it. I will say the small successes are literally just the positive responses to any message I send, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, email, whatever. Someone just, I mean, even, I, I mean, the amount of messages that I've gotten, even like your response, oh, I'm married or I'm engaged or whatever, uh, but I love your idea. Or someone saying, oh, I'm actually engaged to a former athlete also, by the way, so your idea is great or, you know, whatever. And it's just like, support in that sense that's like hey i can't directly help you because i'm not going to download the app but i will do whatever i can to help you i will send this out to my to my former teammates or you know whatever and you know people saying oh i love a female athlete entrepreneur oh i love an athlete i gotta help any athlete you know it's like hearing hearing people who respond in a way that's like oh well you're part of my family so i got so i gotta help you so yeah, thanks for reaching, your people you know? 
Exactly. We and keep it's coming like, back to it. You're right. people. Exactly. And it's so encouraging, especially when it's someone you don't know. I mean, I kind of joke around with my friends and family and I say, okay, yeah, you guys are supposed to like my posts. You guys are supposed to support me and you guys are supposed to say, I'm going to be, you know, the app's going to be amazing. It's going to go viral one day and everyone's going to love it. But like you, you're supposed to do that. So to hear people, you know, respond in a way that's like, oh, well, the Olympic village will be huge. Once it gets there, it's going to be amazing. And, and, and really feel the emotion in their voice or in their text message even. I'm like, oh, wow, well, you really do believe in this. Like, this is really going to do it. So success stories on a much smaller scale, I would say, are like that. You know, I, success stories on the app, there have, been, there have been a few. And to see that people are even remotely willing to tag us in like a picture of them and a significant other on Instagram. God knows if I met somebody on Tinder, I was not tagging Tinder. No, not at all. And like they're tagging playoff and like thanking playoff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. One of my favorite ones is a couple that started in the first month of the app ever existing, which basically means every, every connection that was made was long distance because there were not nearly enough people in any town to, you know, to actually give somebody a positive user experience. So this girl met, she was a soccer player. He was a football player. I think one was in Texas, one was in Arizona, one moved from Arizona to New York and like they've still stayed together. Long story short, they've been together for like almost two years now or yeah, because the app's been, the app has been out for two years. So it's been two years. Um, I, I sent them a message. and I was like, I'm totally crashing the wedding. So let me know when that's happening because I will be thrilled to be there. Um, but it's kind of like things like that where honestly, I, I, I worry less about the numbers and about the, you know, oh, how many people are have exchanged phone numbers and gotten off the app and how many people are doing this or that. And I'm like, you know what? These people are happy. Like this couple is, is happy. And, and whatever I created brought them together. What a miracle is that? Like, I just think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, and hopefully on a grander scale, that's going to be something I can do with the events too, because that's really what I hope for. I think that is awesome. I mean, like, yeah, when you think about it like that, like you literally are, one of the biggest, if not like the sole reason these two people even know I mean, who how each cool other is that? are. Like exactly. that is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, Their lives are completely thing. changed for the way better just because you had right. this cool idea. You're like, you know, athletes are, they, you know, they kind of like each other because we all right. have screws loose. Like why not see right. how we can put more of them together? So I think yeah. that's awesome. I also think that's a great piece of content too. If you haven't already asked them to sit down in front of like a, a, a computer screen and just right. tell the story get right. that out there a little bit. I think that would be awesome. That would be some, really we'll, cool. We could talk about that offline. Yeah, totally. Um, but what, um, what's next? I know you said you have a redesign coming. You have a lot of uh, aesthetics, but also some new features. Like what, what are some, what, what's, what can you point to that either already exists or what can you point to? What's your North star that you're trying to travel to where you could say, I think this is a success. I think um, until the Olympics is gone and done with, that will always be in front of me. Um, I think that is really cool because it feels far enough away, but close enough that makes it attainable, um, but far enough away to where I can actually really start to make a plan for it, which is really exciting. Um, I also think that, you know, creating these events and I, I, I realize I have so many more ideas, like I said earlier, that, that I am really aware of. You know, I would love to be speaking at colleges to student athletes about not knowing what the hell you're going to do in your life and then finding something and rolling with it. And like, and, you know, I, I talk about people talking about being an entrepreneur and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so hard and this and that. And I'm like, first of all, it's so hard. It is, it's so up and down. It's a roller coaster, you know, all those things. But I really also think about it in the sense that like, I just really wanted to help bring people together. I don't really look at it from a standpoint of like, the hardest thing for me is going to be getting investors because I don't look at this from a standpoint of like, how can I make money? I look at this from a standpoint of like, oh my God, there's 
a hundred million people on the app and they're all athletes. How cool is that? I'm not like, Oh my God, how much money can I make? You know, it's like, Oh my God, they're going to meet people. They're going to be so happy that they could come to our events. And you know, and I think everybody else who comes at it from an investor standpoint is going to be like, how much do I need to give you? And when can I make that back? And when can I make more back? You know, and it's, and, and I think that part for me, it feels the most overwhelming because it feels the most outside of my comfort zone and the farthest from kind of like the, the narrative and the message that I want. Um, but you know what? There, I mean, there's companies forming every single day and thriving every single day with a very strong narrative and with a very genuine, you know, organic message that have investors and are making a lot of money and still doing amazing. So it, it's not something that can't be done. I will say it's just something that kind of scares me a little bit. Um, and I, and I really just think if it's not scaring you, then the, then the dream is not big enough. Exactly. So, 100%. you know, because man, I think about that and I'm like, Oh my God, how is that going to happen one day? But I thought about that the first day I thought of the idea for the app. I'm like, how is that going to happen? And here we are, you know, creating like the second redesign. So it's, you know, it, it's every next step in front of me is a step that I've never taken before and is a problem or a challenge that I'm facing that I've never faced before. Um, which it just, it really, as you're rolling, it just builds the confidence so quickly, you know, it, which is, it's just like, it's such a cool thing to see. Um, but again, like that micro, like sports being the microcosm for life. It's like, you get knocked down the next second and you're like, Oh, turns out I'm not that great. <laughs> turns Uh-oh. out, you know, whatever. So it, you, it's, it's really valuable. I, I love it. Again, I think it's awesome. And I, I understand it, especially where you're coming from with it, you know, the, uh, the investor side, not, not looking at it. There's people you can kind of pay to bring in to like create that stuff for you to be telling like that to be that business person exactly like you paid someone to create the app you had the idea for the app you can create someone to make it i'm not saying i'm not saying cook the books of course no one would ever say that but like (laughs) presenting it in a way that like hey this is desirable this is desirable for you this is how you will get all do all that fancy math that personally i can't do and you can't do right and as you were saying being an entrepreneur it's it's so hard i love it um, right. But it's also really hard. I'm pretty sure like two days ago, I was, I was like, swore it off, totally going to quit. Uh, right. And then today was the best. Today was awesome. Well, that was, like, that was like three hours ago for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'm pretty sure like I was, I'm like really close to closing a couple deals now. Like that's awesome. But like totally right. two days ago, I was like, no, nah, you know, maybe right. this just isn't for me. Like I've exactly. gave it a build college try and you know, today <laughs> right back on the horse. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny how that right. works, but totally agree with you there. And, and the one thing I can say that I think will make it super desirable is you have a story and you have a really, really good story and everybody likes a good story, right? Like everybody can get, you can get that emotional attachment. Everyone plays like name 10 people off the top of your head that never played any kind of sport ever. Right. And have no idea how to, yeah, exactly. Like it's such a hard thing to do to find that many people that just never played sports. And most people, I would say, I don't know the number. Like, I feel like everyone had some, some sort of athletic career up until like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So you kind of started to feel that athletic, like those competitive juices a little bit, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, the, the, the stories there, people can latch onto it. And I do think, you know, again, if you just kind of, present it in the right way for investors because again there's people that you can bring in to present it because they know what investors are looking for right you can present it in the right way and then those people can exactly then you right. can knock it out of the park because all you have to do is tell the story that you just helped tell for the you just told right. for the last hour and i think it's a great right. yeah i mean i've talked to people about they're like oh yeah you know you gotta get ready to like give pitches and you gotta get your deck together and whatever and i'm like listen i will tell somebody 
anybody in any boardroom until I'm blue in the face why this is going to be a success. What I might not be able to tell you is when that money's coming and how it's coming and how much, you know, certain things are going to cost and how much we're going to charge people and whatever, but I will gladly tell you why people will want to do this. And I will, you know, I, I, because I am the target demographic. It is for me and I know why it's going to work, you know? And so I have, I have the utmost confidence in that. I, like you said, I just need that second piece where it's like, okay, now together we can kind of convince you, you know, easily. And I think again, that couple that met in that first like week or month of, I think that's another great story. Again, figure out, call them up, get them on the phone, record them talking about it. Cause I think that's awesome. But the last question I have for you, Amanda, and I hope this isn't too personal, but I feel like I have to ask you, have you met anybody on the app yet? So I have not met anybody on the app yet. Um, I also kind of laugh with friends of mine because I am the person who's verifying everybody. (laughs) So so I, everyone's you like, oh, that's not shot, fair. Right? You get like first dibs. Yeah, you like, get first dibs. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, it's pretty funny because not only am I verifying them, I also like have access to like your email address and like I could like actually reach you, which is hysterical. A little, little so, creepy though. A little creepy. Super creepy. Hey, uh, this is Amanda. You're, I actually created the app. I think you're kind of cute. What's exactly. up? How you doing? So I am way too shy and not as much of a weirdo to ever do that. So I hope so. I, I really I, hope so. I would never. Um, so uh, I've not met anybody yet. I have been swiping since the very beginning. Um, I also kind of think like in this, I feel like I will either meet somebody on the app or meet somebody in this process. I've realized like, because I've gotten so far outside of my comfort zone that I am no longer, ju- I mean, I'm literally on the phone with you on a weeknight and we've, you know, we met whatever it is like a month ago and just kind of, you know, got on the phone and tried to figure this out and whatever. And it's like, it's like relationships like that, that build, like, I feel like those are the relationships that I form that are going to be the most valuable, you know? 100%. And, and it's like, it could be anything like you have somebody who, you know, that you want to introduce me to, or, you know, it's like, I've realized that maybe it's not through the app. Maybe it's because of the app, you know? And I don't know if that's true, but I, I it's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> it's what I, it's what I'm assuring myself. Um, but either way, I think playoff is going to be responsible for, let's say my happiness one day. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Amanda, it. <laughs> Amanda, this was great. Um, I don't have anything else. I asked all my questions and you Yay. did an incredible job at answering them. Amanda oh, McGrew, great. Amanda McGrew, the founder of the playoff dating app. I will make sure everything, all the socials, yours, the apps, um, any link to the app so that people can download directly. All that will be in the show notes. So anybody listening, any athletes out there that just maybe want to check it out, see what that go. two-step verification process is like, um, yeah. check it out. So thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate your time. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and really all the episodes of For the Love of Sports. Sincerely appreciate your time. I know it's the only thing we don't get more of. So I really do appreciate you giving me a little bit of yours and thank you that's really all I can say like this is easily the most fun I get to have on a daily basis so if you know anybody that you think would have some fun hanging out with me for 45 minutes to an hour to just chop it up about what they do in sports there's so many opportunities in the industry and I really want to help people understand young kids college graduates career changers that there are so many different things you can do in this industry you don't just have to be an athlete you don't have to be a coach or an executive you can work at some of these incredible companies and with like these incredible people that you've heard before so please 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 if you could give us a five-star review on apple on spotify wherever the heck you get your uh podcast please give us a review please share this and yeah tell your friends about it it's a lot of fun for me so if you know anybody as i said that would like to come on i'd love it but if you just share it with your friends and they learn a little bit That's good enough, too. So thank you all so much, and I hope you make it a wonderful day.